What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, and we're back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How y'all doing today? Last episode, I rambled a lot about personal finance and getting your budget in motion. Once again, I will like to highlight, get your budget in motion, man. Get your budget in motion. And once you do that, you can start doing so much more other things. Get your budget in motion. But anyway, that's not what this episode is going to be about. This week, we're back on the news. This week, we're back to let you not being so angry and upset because I'm not going to lie. On that episode, it sounded like I was angry and upset, but really, I was not trying to be angry and upset. It's just that's how it came out. I was a little bit passionate about the topic I was talking about, and it came out like I was angry and upset. And I apologize to anyone who listened to that last episode. First of all, if you didn't listen to that last episode, I believe everyone can get something out of it because that really talks about something that deals with your money and your pocket more directly than most of the news that we talk about here on a daily basis. But I think that would help you. So go listen to that episode. But nevertheless, it might sound a little angry, a little upset, but it's not really. It's just I get hyped up. And when I get hyped up, I get super loud. And when I get super loud, some people have said that it sounds like an angry black dude coming at you. I am black, but I wasn't angry at that point in time. I was just very excited. I was ecstatic to be sharing something that I believe can change every single person who hears it life. Like a friend of mine said, I go off on crazy tangents when I start off this podcast. So we're just going to get right into what we need to talk about today. And so one of the things that I was going to talk about last week, because I wanted to put a smile on everybody's faces, I wanted everybody to be excited about the new year, was the fact that in 2019, despite all my bloviating and my doom calling and all the news articles and news outlets that were saying doom and gloom all over the place, 2019 was a great year for stocks. It was one of the better years that we've seen in a long time. Every single company both in the United States and international, and well, I won't say every single company, most companies, a lot of companies that usually give good returns had great returns last year. A lot of companies had an average return of 20%. Companies within the S&P 500 grew over 28% with leaders like the chip maker AMD and KLA corporations shouldering the growth for, the, for, that, for that S&P 500 investment fund. And then the NASDAQ grew over 35% because NASDAQ is very tech heavy and tech had a great year last year. And then Dow Jones, which is the bread and butter of the United States, grew 22% with the classic funds of Microsoft and Apple holding and shouldering that, that growth because, you know, both of them hit a trillion dollar mark last year. So there was a good amount of growth last year. And so due to that news, a lot of economists all of a sudden started changing their tones about what the year was gonna hold and how things were gonna actually be good remember last year we talked a lot about how economies expected that this year there was gonna be a recession well they changed their tones much like chameleon changes their colors or like david beckham changes his hair depending on what season it is they changed their outlook on the season they said that it's actually gonna be a good season this year now that was all before we heard about the trump strike against the iranian uh general so that that has completely changed everything now the rules or rather now the news has switched back to what it was last year what was the key thing that we always talked about every single day 
whenever we talked about companies, whenever we talked about stocks, whenever we talked about the global market, what was the key thing that I always mentioned every single time? Uncertainty. That was the thing that over and over and over again throughout President Trump's uh, presidency, it's been everyone has been uncertain about how the year was going to go. I remember when we talked about the CEOs and we talked about how they were uncertain. Everything was up in the air. They weren't sure. They couldn't see a way because of the way Donald Trump has been handling the market, the way he's been dealing with trade. So one of the biggest things is just a lot of these companies are back on the place where it was. And one of the ways we know that they're back in the place where it was is due to the to the strike on the Iranian general, one of the things that happened was there was an automatic spike in oil prices. I don't know if y'all noticed. I know I noticed because when I was driving the day before, gas prices was what was it? It was 220. It was 223. And then the next morning, I'm driving and all of a sudden I'm seeing 239. 245 I'm like hold up what just happened here I I, 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 I see that yesterday I guess all of a sudden expensive but that's what happens because one of the key things that people are worried about is one of the key suppliers of oil and gas is in that region is in the Middle East we're talking about Saudi Arabia who as we know just IPO'd late last year and IPO'd for over two trillion dollars their stock fell and gas prices shot up oil prices shot up because one of the things is people are are expecting for iran to retaliate in one shape or form that affects businesses overall and usually businesses are affected due to oil prices because a lot of business has to transport things from one place to another airlines especially was very very affected because airlines have a very tight budget and one of the key reasons why they have a tight budget of how they can make profit is the amount they have to spend on fuel and when prices go up on fuels guess what you're not making as much profit and that goes with every other kind of business that there is because you have to transport goods and services unless you're an online service. But even then, you are affected because of power and the power needs right now, we still depend on, on oil for a lot of our power needs. So therefore, even they are affected as well. So we're seeing all of a sudden, we're seeing good growth, good growth, good growth. We're seeing a lot of good stuff. People were excited, excited about the new year. We're seeing economies come out and they were like, yes, it's going to be a good year. And then now all of a sudden, because we have President Trump, and I can't say that I blame him for what he did, because if you remember last year, we talked about a drone strike that Saudi Arabia had that shut down oil production for a good while. And then it was later found out that Iran claimed the strike. So Iran has been doing things like this. And also it was there was news. I put that in air quotes because I don't know for sure. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Because a lot of times the U.S. does what the U.S. does for their benefit in one shape or form. And it causes other snowball effects. So we don't know exactly why they did the strike. But they say that the main reason is because they believe that there was a plan by that general to do something within the U.S. And therefore they had to do something in order to nip that in the butt. Is that true? I don't know. But that was the news that we were given and that was the information that we were provided. Now, one of the biggest issues that comes out of it is the fact that everyone is waiting for how Iran is going to retaliate. We already talked about one form of how they can retaliate is by getting in the way of businesses, of any any kind of international business or any kind of westernized world business. And just basically, whether it's through disrupting the, the movement of 
of products because one of the key areas goes through that peninsula goes through those areas and they can easily do whatever they need to do to inhibit that but another key way that they can have their revenge is actually in a surprise and and they've already said that they will have their revenge another way they can have their revenge as i said earlier is through cyber attacks which is something that I don't think we talk about or touch on a lot. A lot more is talking about war and how the U.S. has sent a bunch of troops over to Iran, which that was a sad sight to see a picture of U.S. troops on New Year's just after the celebrations, having to say goodbye to their families after they thought they would be home, saying goodbye to their families and going off to a possible war. And so it's just it was kind of sad seeing that it was very sad seeing that image. But that's been the most focus of everyone has been focused on all out actual war like gun on gun stuff but one of the new ways that we don't talk about is literally the invisible war that is being fought every single day that we don't even know or we don't even talk about or see because we can't see it it's an invisible war and we're talking about the war of the cyber cyber warfare that has been going on it's literally the war of between hackers it's who can decripple the other person's infrastructure enough to gain some kind of advantage we see it all the time where a municipality gets held up for ransom because somebody hacked into the municipality and said if you don't pay us this amount of money we're we're not gonna give you give up your information or we're gonna use this information for other purposes and so we've seen it where it's happened in texas it's happened in i believe it was in virginia where they've had to pay a lot of money in order for that information not to leak too much and so that's the same thing just to rattle off a few things that iran has been uh, accused and some of them they've claimed some of them they've not claimed but have been accused of having a hand in different cyber attacks to let you know that iran ain't no it's not like they just don't have they have the ability to do this thing so in 2012 2013 iran responded to sanctions by the united states of america that was placed on them by hacking into the wall into wall street and basically forcing wall street to shut down for a day now why that is a big deal is if wall street shuts down for a day that's a day of no trading of no stock trading that's a billions and billions of dollars lost in a day of wall street being shut down and especially when it's unexpected like when wall street shuts down for like holidays or anything like that that's an expected shutdown that's something that's predictable but when it's something that happens out of nowhere that's a big deal and also in 2014 iran hacked in, hacked into a las vegas casino because a casino or the casino owner said the u.s should drop a bomb in iran it cost the casino over 40 million dollars in order for everything to get restored back to where it was and then about three months ago microsoft reported that hackers linked to iran had tried to gain access into u.s government officials uh into u.s government officials u.s presidential candidates and journalist emails as you all know outlook is the most popular email platform for enterprise this is one of the reasons why because they can actually trust the security behind that wall and they, of course the iran hackers couldn't get in but the point is they linked the attack back to iran so it's showing you that look one of the key ways that iran can definitely retaliate is to find inefficiencies within the infrastructure of the u.s and that's not just in email addresses and stuff like that it's literally the power grid that's one of the key ways they can easily shut down the u.s 
if especially in war that's a key easy way to shut down the u.s because everything is connected to power so if you can shut down power you can shut down how the u.s can respond in any kind of war situation you do that with power you do that with internet you do that with any of these things you can do that with airports where people don't even know where they're going anymore where you just kind of cause all these different infrastructures to destabilize money banking systems because our entire banking system is literally online it's no longer literally cash to cash which you can go withdraw money but that's not really the way it works anymore for the most part our entire infrastructure business infrastructure is based on of on a system of wire transfers and those kind of things so if they can cripple the banking system that can that's a huge way that they can have a revenge and then of course still do the on war the regular war style that we know of today if the u.s has to fight too many battles on different fronts if they can't win especially now in this day and age where the u.s has kind of pooped all over all their allies and kind of slapped all their allies in the face so we don't exactly know how this will play out as far as this situation goes because donald trump has kind of pissed on a lot of people on a lot of people's face and spat in a lot of people's faces and right now some of those people may not still be allied to to the u.s as they once were another key way of of retaliation and another key way of warfare is misinformation or disinformation we've seen it where countries will literally put out propaganda we saw it with china where china tried to put out propaganda and even now uh twitter and facebook have said that they have caught multiple fake accounts from the iranian government to try and put out some kind of propaganda and misinformation that's another way to either get people to be on your side and get people to defend you and support you in whatever you're doing so that's another key aspect of warfare that isn't talked about as much but really needs to be focused on because these things affect the way things can be shaped and the way we think about things as well and just as an interesting stat i think everyone can benefit from this the u.s has fought has fought in every decade since its founding the killing of the iranian uh general continues that streak going into the 2020s that is crazy to think about that every single decade that the u.s has been a country it has been in some some kind of war or some kind of fight or some kind of something every single decade that's a lot of decades the u.s has been a country for over i would say 300 years or so now i think 17 whatever was when the u.s was founded so every single decade that's a lot of decades in there where the u.s has gotten into some kind of warfare some kind of fight but i guess in order to remain the big dog you got to punch a few faces every once in a while you got to put people down in order to continue to have your dominance i guess is i just thought it would be an interesting stat for everybody to know about that so now let's move on from all this Iranian war, doom and gloom, sad face and all that stuff. Let's move on from that. Let's go into some more doom and gloom, but doom and gloom about the economy. Even though I just talked about how everything was good last year or how everything did good on the markets front last year. Well, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve publishes uh, publishes a, a report every month looking at a projected six month growth but the difference between the one they release versus the one the actual u.s federal reserve releases is they look at it from a state to state basis so they take each state and they do a report they do a study looking at things such as unemployment claims interest rate spread manufacturing data and the amount of houses that are being sold they take all that data together and there's some other things that they look at 
and to take all that data together and determine is this state going to grow in the next uh, six months? Is this state's economy going to grow in the next six months or is it going to contract in the next six months? And in the report that they released this month, they released and they announced that nine states will see a shrinking in their economies of those nine states. Two of them are going to see the most shrinking and going to play a huge role because of where they are. One of those states is Virgin West Virginia and the other one is Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania is very important because last election, Donald Trump won Pennsylvania by a slither, literally by less than the skin of his teeth. It literally, it was like a photo finish between him and Hillary Clinton last uh, election who was going to win Pennsylvania. And that went a long way to helping Donald Trump become the president of the US. And so in this situation, we're seeing where everything is kind of flipped on its head. And if things don't come become start looking on the up and up for Pennsylvania, where the economy starts growing, I don't think Donald Trump is going to be able to win Pennsylvania again this year. I don't think he's going to be able to galvanize them the same way he did the last time around for him to be able to win that strategic state like he did last time. So the other seven states that were listed in their report are Delaware, Montana, Oklahoma, Vermont, New Jersey, Kentucky, and Connecticut. Those were the other seven states that were listed as states that will see a shrinking in their economy instead of growth in the next six months. But I guess on the bright side, the good news is 41 other states are going to do well in the coming six months. So I guess it's it's a good it's good news. It's a good news. And part of the reason why the, that's good news or part of the reason that plays into the factor of how the Federal Reserve is estimating for these other states to do really well is that the trade deal with China, the phase one trade deal with China is going well. China has announced that they're going to reduce tariffs on over 850 goods. And along with that, they've also opened the borders to allow pork back into China to import pork. Now, part of the reason why China did the importation of pork is because most of the swine in China right now are suffering from swine flu and they're losing a boatload of pork meat in China. And if you know anything about China and the amount of meat, uh, pork they eat, so they eat so much pork in China that the word for meat in China is actually the word for pork in China. So if you want to order any other kind of meat, you have to say pork beef and say like meat, but for a cow. So the way you would say it in Chinese is to say pork beef or like chicken, chicken pork, that kind of thing, because pork is so is such an important staple food in China. So them opening up the borders is very key to another benefit of this trade, this uh, first phase of trade one. I mean, phase one of the trade agreement. And finally, also Donald Trump has agreed that he will sign that phase one trade agreement on the 15th of January. So starting the year out, things are looking on the up and up from all sides. Things are looking pretty good, minus the whole, you know, going to war with Iran and all that stuff and them saying that they will have their revenge. But everything seems to be on the up and up for the most part. This podcast is going to be kind of short this time around, but... I hope y'all learned a thing or two. I'm going to do a quick recap of everything that we talked about. One, we talked about make your budget, people. Go make your budget. Make your budget. Think about how you're going to spend this year. We talked about how the stock market looked good to start off the year. Economies were very excited, but then we had the 
Iranian general get killed by a drone strike ordered by President Trump. And that kind of threw everything back into that one word that investors hate a lot, uncertainty, which we talked about a lot last year. Iran's ways that they can possibly have retribution on the United States. And we talked about all the doom and gloom that is to come in nine states and how they may have a shrinking economy, especially Pennsylvania, which is key with the upcoming election. And finally, we hit on how the trade war is showing some good signs for the rest of the year. And hopefully we'll have that trade agreement signed by January 15th. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. Next week, we'll probably touch on some more personal finance stuff. But I hope y'all have learned something from everything that we covered today. It's been your boy Kelechi. God bless each and every single one of you. And I'm out. Peace.